Welcome back, everybody, to episode number two of Just Be with um, myself, John Emilio, and my partner in crime, Henry Beltra. It's that time again. It's that time again. Um, like we always do, um, or as we started last week, we're going to open up with another guided meditation just for a minute, just to try to get everybody in a nice kind of clear headspace before we start um, and to give you a little bit of a portal to that, uh, that space that uh, we're always talking about. So if you could just take a few deep breaths with me, um, and I will talk you through this for the next minute or so, and we will go from there. Okay, so if you could uh, just breathe in through your mouth, in, in through your nose, and um, out through your mouth, deep breaths. Remember, while we're doing this, we are focusing on our breath, focusing on the lungs filling up, we're focusing on the... Exhale. Hold it for a second or two at the top of that, um, the top of that breath when we inhale. If your mind goes to anywhere else, just bring it right back to uh, what we're working on. Bring it back right back to the breath. Allow any thoughts or feelings to kind of just float on by. Again, you could focus on, it's always been, it was helpful for me in the beginning, uh, extremities. I'd focus on my hands, my fingers, focus on different body parts. You could also do a body scan um, if you wanted to, where you scan from your feet up to your head, picking a body part every couple of seconds and just focusing on them. Remember the goal here is not to attain a certain feeling, it's just to practice guiding our attention to where we want it. Just give a little, two more breaths in and out. Hold it, and let's exhale that last one. All right, and we are back. Nice. <clears throat> um, so, so I want to ask you something. Oh boy! Yes, <laughs> you like that? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> so during that meditation, yeah. If my eyes wander anywhere, is that okay? As long as you do. So you're you're seeing your eyes were open, an open eye meditation, yeah. which is yeah. I, I do I do a lot of those. Um, if they wander, yes. So we want to call that a soft focus. So in other words, if you're scanning a room, you're scanning it, but you're not, you know, I don't want, I'd rather you not stop on an object for too long where you now start to create thought patterns about it. Okay. Like that picture on the wall, if I was to stare at it in my basement, and all of a sudden I'm reading what it says on it, right. and I'm engaging that, what I'm reading, and I'm pulling myself away. So what you want to do is a soft focus. So see it, notice it, and you can move on to something else. See it, notice it. And move on to something else. And as you're doing that, you're not creating a story about around okay. any of those things, right? All right. So, so I can just scan the room, and for example, I'm looking at a microphone, and I'm again, I'm, I'm following your breathing. I'm listening to what you're saying, and I'm breathing the way you're saying. But I just happen to be looking at a microphone. I'm not thinking anything about it. I'm just looking at it, and quite frankly, I could be cross-eyed as I'm looking at it because I'm not doing anything to trigger my mind i'm just looking at an object as mm -hmm. opposed to closing my eyes that is that legit is that okay is that something that yeah it's working because you're yeah you're it, doing it's, fine. it's whatever it's it's honestly it's right. whatever works for you as i'm breathing i'm not thinking if that makes sense so when you when you when you focus on your breath thought actually does stop and it's hard for people to realize that in the beginning because then a thought will pop in eventually but when you're focusing on breath or when you're focusing on an extremity, um, you might originally get an image of that in your mind, like, okay, I'm gonna focus on my feet right now. And you might get an image of your feet in your mind that show up, but then all of a sudden you start feeling the feeling of your feet. You start feeling like your feet are getting heavier because you're sending all your attention to them 
thought starts to cease for a little bit there. And that's what that I think that that's what the biggest point of meditation is, is to teach you not how to stop thought, uh, excuse me, stop thought, is how to find that space between thought, because you can't stop a thought from happening. And by the way, the more you try to suppress thought, the more thought you will have. So this has nothing to do mm. with stopping thought from happening. Mm -hmm. It's about realizing you're the one behind it that's watching the thought. Now you don't need to engage it. So uh, again, that's, that's the whole point of it. But when you focus on your breath, a lot of times you'll notice that your mind kind of goes blank for a, for a second or two there. And that's like a little portal where you could kind of get a glimpse of what's behind it. And then when thoughts do start to pour in, you start to kind of get a little bit better at watching them pass and not going, ooh, ooh, squirrel, let me follow the squirrel. Oh, let me follow that one. Right, you know? so as an inexperienced meditator, all right, you like that? As a rookie inexperienced meditator, I am going to take my walk outside and I'm going to begin my walk. I, I, uh, am I making a mistake if I put on headphones and I'm, going, I'm about to listen to music? No. No. Uh, no, because, so I will, I go on my walks, I have a playlist I use sometimes. Mm -hmm. I'll either do one, I have a playlist with songs, like Billy Joel, Cindy Lauper, I mean, mm -hmm. very slick, kind of nothing too, too, too upbeat, like mm -hmm. I'm not playing headbanging music mm -hmm. in my ears, because... Because uh, you'll I get caught up in it. Well, I think, you know, I also just don't enjoy it, personally, uh -huh. but I like to listen to a lot, I like to listen to a lot of spa music when I walk, because I find those, it's more nature tones, mm -hmm. so it's easier to not have all this noise rattling around in your brain. But if you want to listen to music, you can just be, um, be mindful that when you're listening to the music, a lot of times music with words, like songs that will resonate with you, start bringing up what? Past, mm -hmm. history, old uh, memories. The old flame. The old flame. No, seriously. <laughs> yeah. and, and you'll you'll be walking and you'll be listening to Chicago and, oh, I remember when I was in high school. Like Now you're getting pulled away from the point yeah. of what you're trying to do. So unless you could hear that music and see that see those memories come up and allow them to be it could also be a great practice uh -huh. right because you know that's where the our gains are done through that practice yeah so even when it's when it's difficult to do it when it's busier that's probably where you're honing those skills a little bit more because now there's more of a resistance for you to have to navigate through. So that's where the muscle gets stronger. That's where the muscle. Gets, it, might, it might not be the most enjoyable. Like if you really want an enjoyable experience when you meditate, I would suggest um, softer music because it kind of puts mm -hmm. you in a serene kind of uh, um, mood. You know, environment. Yeah, mood. Um, as opposed to maybe something that's going to draw up memories or feelings. You know, certain music's going to get you more. I say amped up, but you could use that as an exercise to say, okay, I know this song is going to trigger me to want to think about this mm -hmm. because I like if I listen to Highway to a Danger Zone, I'm a big Top Gun <laughs> fan. If anybody knows me, like I have the word Maverick is one of my license plates on my cars. So like I listen to Highway to the Danger, it automatically takes me back to You're like right. when I was younger. Let's yeah, go. like I was. So I I could do that now, and I'll listen to it, and I I'll try to appreciate the song. And I'll allow whatever wants to fly by to fly by, but not get engaged into it. Because everybody wants to go down memory lane sure. when that happens. And if that happens, you're getting dragged away sure. from the point of what you're trying to do. So. And, and again, <clears throat> as, a, as a rookie meditator, would you say that I am, uh, you know, when you get caught staring, you ever see, you ever do it yourself or you ever catch somebody just staring and you're like, well, what happened? Like, oh, I don't know. I just like zoned out for a minute. Yeah. Are we looking for that? Because if you think about it, when you're, when you're, you're zoned out... Yeah, but you zoned out... Okay, so you could zone out thinking about something also, like going on autopilot. So you ever been driving? This is a great one. Uh -huh. You're driving on a highway, and all of a sudden, your car's going straight, you're, you're doing 65, 70, whatever, you're flowing with traffic, and for no reason at all, all of a sudden, you come to again, and you realize the last six, seven miles, you have no recollection of where, where you were driving because your mind was thinking about something else, but your body was still driving, paying attention. And if something was to happen, it'd bring your attention right back to, that, to, that, to the present moment. But you kind of thinking about whatever, what you're going to do later, or how you're going to make this, or, or whatever that might be, and you've driven four, five, six miles, and you really have not been paying attention per se, even though your eyes and your mind have been processing, you know, car in middle lane, car in middle lane, stay here, stay here, keep the speed, 
but your thought patterns were somewhere else. And all of a sudden you come back and you're like, whoa, did I miss my exit? You, you know how much I drive. Yeah. That happens to me so quite, quite often. That's the mind taking you and putting you on autopilot. So when you say zone out, are you zoning out that way? Or are you zoning out where you're focusing on something, but you're not engaging with it? Because if you're engaged, so I could zone out where someone's like, hello, yo. Yeah, yeah. You hit, see me? No. But that's more because you're thinking about your old girlfriend from 30 years ago. Right, or you're no. thinking about, you know, you know, whatever, some other past history, some other past event. or Right. So no, 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 no. You, you, mm -hmm. got, you got me right. That's the, the one that you said about the driving. That's pretty much what I mean. Are we looking to get to that state of mind? when we meditate because isn't the point of meditation to give yourself some space from the ego for example give yourself some space from thoughts give yourself some space you know give yourself it's kind of like would you say remember uh on our first episode our pilot episode we talked about all the different personalities or things inside your head inside the room that is your head it's you going into a private room and leaving all those guys outside for a moment, yes. even though you know you live with them. But for right now, I'm gonna go outside, I'm gonna go inside this private room and just be with myself. I'll come out and I'll tend to all of you later on, but I'm gonna go be with myself for a minute. And then in that practice, you learn, hey, I can come in the room, out of the room, in the room, out uh, of the room. Yeah, sure. Would you say that that's pretty much meditation? Yeah, I mean, you, you, wanna, you wanna hone the skill of being able to engage and disengage the mind kind of when you, when you choose to. And when I say you, I mean the, and we use words like the watcher, all right? Awareness, the person, the, the essence behind thought to be able to engage that thought pattern when you choose to, right? Like this isn't about stopping it. Mm -hmm. This is about being able to watch it. So yeah, I mean, I would say that's, that's, that's fairly correct. I and mean, you wanna be able to. And ultimately you're exercising the muscle that's going to help you decipher the difference between being happy and feeling a moment of happiness. And you can enjoy that moment of happiness. Absolutely. You yeah. can feel that and enjoy that moment of happiness. But you're not identifying. You are not happy. You're not Mr. Happy. You're not supposed to walk around happy, happy, happy. happy. And then you just, when you realize, <laughs> when, you come to, when you come to terms that, oh my God, something sad happened. Well, you're also not Mr. Sad either. <laughs> no, yeah. It's sure. a practice of disconnecting yourself from the emotions so that's why I, I said you know again I'm a rookie meditator and I'm also speaking on behalf of average Joe uh, when I say during the practice of meditation I think the purpose has to be to practice separating it's that quietness I used to talk about when you say quietness for me I interpret it as hey right now everybody needs to be quiet Every, all of you happy, sad, uh, anxious, uh, terrorized, all of you are quiet right now. You're taking command of the room, of your head, of your mind, of yourself. Yes, I mean, just be wary of when you say taking command because <laughs> that could also become, you could also create another, another kind of, I don't want to say personality, but another identification where this one being is saying, I'm in control of everything. Mm -hmm. The goal is not even to say you're in control of people. It's to just understand that you're noticing the happy feeling or the sad feeling nice. or the anxious feeling. or the... Because once you start saying, hey, everybody listen to me, mm -hmm. all that is is another layer of the ego saying, wait, I got it. So he doesn't, John doesn't want to pay attention. Harvey doesn't want to pay attention to I'm happy, I'm sad, I'm anxious. So I'm going to say I'm in charge of happy, anxious, sad. And that's just the ego again saying... Finding a way to go, I'm going to press myself up here instead and say I'm in control of so all the of the ego you. has his hand up my ass. Basically. And controlling me. If you allow it to, yeah. Mm -hmm. So the, e the ego is always going to want to be the, the puppeteer. Mm -hmm. It's always going to want to be the one who's pulling the strings. The goal is to understand and realize that <clears throat> the ego is a, it's a, a, a false image that we actually have. It's not an entity. It's not something real. We just believe this this veil, we believe this story, we believe this that this thing exists and it's there to try to help us or control what's happening. Um, yeah, so the ego will take every opportunity to backdoor, like so in OCD we have something that's called a backdoor spike. 
Okay. What is this? So a backdoor spike is basically um, where a spe- the, the, the thought pattern tries to come in through a back door and, and get you from where you're not paying attention. Nice. Right? So that's what it'll do. So, hey, I'm guarding this door. I got you coming from here. And then you feel this in the back of your shoulder. That's great. Hi, I'm back here. Son uh, of a bitch. You never know. And you're like, wait, oh, I didn't realize it. So the ego will do the same thing. It'll, it'll try to backdoor you and say, hey, hey, Henry, I got you. Now you're a spiritual person, no more happiness. You don't, you know, you don't want to identify with happiness or sadness or you know, good or bad. And you know that anxious and this. I, we got it. We're in control now, Henry. Wait, hey, hey, what do you mean we're in control? Mm-hmm. So once you start having that, once that thought pattern's there, hey, I got this, that's the ego again. That's yeah. just the ego saying, finding another layer, like spiritual ego, to <laughs> the person who goes, I've reached enlightenment. I am, I said, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm awesome. I have this kid, is as you can say, I am him. I am him, right? And it's like, well, it's called the spiritual ego. When people think now that that person, even if it's coming from a place, a benign place where they're trying to help, but they have this inflated sense of self, they've aligned with being the spiritual person. That is just the ego again. So the ego will take many forms. Unfortunately, people just see it always as the one form, like like a, a Tony Stark kind of guy, if you're a Marvel person, right? Like that, I, I'm, you know, just a, just spews ego at every right. corner. Um, but that's not what it is. And that's why people fall into the trap because the ego takes many forms besides yeah. that, that and, atypical one. And that's kind of where we left off the last episode was, I wanted to ask you why. And, you know, there's many whys, but why... <clears throat> Do we have this thing called an ego? Why is it so powerful? Why does it take over our driver's seat in in our in our car? Why does that happen? I mean, we allow it to for one. Um, but so it's it's the ego's evolved over gazillions of years, right? From from when the first upright, you know. Homo sapien, or I'm, um, you know, caveman was walking around. There was always an alpha in the group, and the alpha was the one with the. Even though they didn't have the language to right. label it as right. an ego, but that sense of ego was still right. there for that alpha, and everybody beneath him would follow the alpha of the group. That alpha was the that alpha was the head of the group, and everybody felt inferior. There was an inferior, even if they couldn't describe it back then because mm-hmm. language wasn't evolved yet, obviously. Or, you know, they were working on however they wanted to communicate with each other. In their form of communication, it was, you're in charge, I'm below you. Mm -hmm. You're the hunter, I'm the gatherer kind of thing. And that person on top was a person who would have the biggest ego. They would would walk with an essence about them that was um, greater than everybody. So, like, as we've evolved to be able to speak and write... And our minds have, we've honed our minds to become this intelligent, you know, computing machine. All that ego has just evolved with it. And now we could put words to it. Now we could put feelings and emotions to it. Now we could put labels to it. So the ego gets more powerful as a tool on our mind, as our, uh, this tool, our mind becomes mm. more powerful. The more computing energy that this mind has as it evolves, the ego evolves with it. So the ego, it was a very basic form, maybe a survival instinct. That's, I was just going to yeah, say. Yeah, back you know, millions of years ago. Now it's become this, this more of a hindrance than anything else. Okay. But <clears> I think <throat> that our minds are still thinking survival. Yes. Yeah, so then it doesn't go away. We just right. interpret it differently nowadays. No, but it's, it's helpful to understand what's going on or what, what could be going on because... It just it it's that much it's that much more helpful. I mean, look, I don't like. There are times where I don't want to be. I don't want to feel less than, but my ego has completely convinced me that I am less than, right? And I read, uh, you know, as as you know, I read your book, and there was there was a section of your book that it hit it hit hard. It hit so hard, and it was beautiful, and it was kind of what really. Uh, like if I wanted to do this podcast uh, on a scale of one to ten, if I wanted to do it at a seven, that's good. You, know, you feel good. Yeah. After reading that part, I wanted to do this as a ten, uh, solid ten. It's that part where you said, "Well, 
here I am, and, you know, um, I'm in my journey and I want to help others. And, you know, my ego is telling me, well, who am I? How, what qualifications do you have to help anybody else? You, what are your, uh, what's your schooling? What's your experience? And you're like, well, I shut it off and I'm just going to help people. That's it. Yeah. That's John. It, it sounds, every, every, I'm sure everybody's like, well, yeah, of course. I'm like, no, <laughs> it's simply profound. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I, I, I learned <clears throat> as I, as I, as, I, my, as my journey kind of evolved, I, you know, I wanted to be this, I, I had this thought, right? It was a thought or this insight, I should say, actually probably better this insight that I wanted to kind of take the spiritual path and be a spiritual teacher. And then as I kind of started going down that path, I started having all these, my ego would come in and say, what qualifications do you have? What makes you a spiritual teacher? I mean, Eckhart Tolle's a spiritual teacher. Ram Das was a spiritual teacher. You know, I, I worked with uh, another spiritual teacher, this guy, Alex Mills, who actually was from New Jersey. Um, he's a spiritual teacher. He spent 14 years in a Zen monastery. What have you done? You're a contractor. Right. So like it was... I was getting these thought patterns. Mango was telling me I was not worthy to be a spiritual teacher until um, I realized all these voices in my head were neither helpful nor holding me back unless I chose for them to be. And I said, you know what? Whether my mind is telling me I'm worthy of it or not, that's just an interpretation of this machine in my head. I'm going to say I value doing this. I enjoy this. I have a passion for it. It's, I believe there's, there's benefits for every human being in this. Yep. So whether my mind tells me I'm worthy or I'm good enough to do it, I'm going to do it because if I could reach one person, for me, I've reached a thousand, right? And, and I don't want to play faux therapist right now uh, because I don't, you know, that's not my intention. But I think that the majority of us, you know, when I say the majority of us, I mean everybody feels at some point they want to do something they want to try something you know it could be something simple as you know i've always wanted to start that side business and then they start thinking about it and later assuming all the hurdles are crossed right they have enough money they have enough contacts they know where they're going to get the stuff they know where they're going to but then they stop and the ego stops them because in this case the ego is negative not in in the sense of positive meaning I'm not feeling grandiose. I'm feeling the opposite. Yeah. Whereas I'm not good enough for this. And the ego talks you out of something that could have been such a beautiful experience. But the ego won't let you experience that because the ego, in my opinion, again, and I don't want to play faux therapist, is protecting you from a fall. It's protecting you from a down. Uh, you know, again, uh, if, if, I'm a, if I'm a high school kid, and, uh, you know, when you're in high school, right, let's, uh, let's go back, even though we're not supposed to go back, but we're going to go back. No, you, could use, you could use past memories for, to, to learn from, but no. that's where they should be used and then drop. Right. Yeah. But let, no, let's go back just to, for this yeah. example where, you know, I remember being in high school and you're like, oh, she's hot, she's hot, she's hot. Yeah, but no, I could never ask her out. And think about it. That was your ego right then as, as a little... Telling you you're not good enough. As a little teeny bopper. Your ego's already at work and honed enough telling you you're not good enough. Once you learn how to speak, your ego's there. <laughs> Once you've honed that skill, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like, you, know, you think about it and you say, why? So that, you know, in this case, we're talking about, you know, asking a girl out. But the, your ego is present in everything you do every single day. And he could be there to give you a false impression that you're better than everybody else. And he can give you the false impression that you're the worst that ever lived. And that's atrocious. And if there's a way that we can intervene in that relationship, meaning intervene in that unhealthy relationship between your ego and you, we've done something big. Well, and that's what the point of all this is, is to understand that you are this... You can intervene between by just under, just by becoming aware that you are not those thought patterns, right? You become, once you could disidentify from this negative or this positive thought pattern, everybody thinks you have to think positive. Think positive, think positive, think positive, think positive. Trying to control thoughts to only be positive is a exhausting. Yeah. It could be thoroughly exhausting to do that 
because you're trying, you're constantly trying to convince yourself of something else and something new and something. Okay, then why this and then why that? It's 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 too it's a pure acceptance that thought patterns are there for the simple fact to be looked at and say, is this thought useful now? So if I want to call this girl, and I'm a four, if I'm a 14-year-old kid listening to this, and I want to call a girl that I like to ask her out on a date, immediately your, your mind's going to give you pros and cons to everything because our mind has become this pro and con list creator mm-hmm. to everything in life. Pro, why I should, why I shouldn't. That's how we've, you know, our lives have been kind of, we've, we've kind of been taught to, to lead our lives. Do you want to ask this girl out? It's a simple yes or no. Mm-hmm. Do you, is this something you would want to do? Yes. And you're going to know from a deeper part than just my ego saying, yeah, I'm, I'm worthy to go out with her, I'm not. Then, then the, make the call. Whether she says yes or no is inconsequential. Mm-hmm. The point is, once you could learn to make choices, no matter what your ego is saying for you to or not to do it, you gain a control, yes, a true control that no superior ego or inferior ego could ever give you. Yes, sir. Why you start to you start to be able to choose things for yourself in life that you value or you want to do, no matter what the end result might be. I want to try this because this is something I want to ask her out. Whether she says yes or no doesn't make a difference because now my next choice that I'm going to have to make, I've already started this exercise of, hey, I hear those thoughts, I hear the pros and cons, but I'm not getting swayed by either one. I'm going to be the one who sees them and makes a conscious decision to either move forward or to not yeah. move forward. You have power. Yes, that's what, and that's where true, choice is where true power comes from. It's, but it's, it's, it's almost like not, you're telling me, right? You're telling me that I, oh, you're telling everybody. You're telling us we have power. We have a say in the matter. That's what you're saying. Absolutely. We have a say in the matter. Uh, and the key that unlocks that door is in front of us. It's right there. It's just a matter of practicing how to identify the key, pick it up, open the door, choose to shut it when we choose to shut it. Uh, I, I, that's, it's incredibly valuable because, look, something, you know, we're the most obese country in the world, I think. <laughs> so, yeah, well, think, think, think about this. If, if I get rid of my ego, or let's just say, which is another question I have for you, getting rid of the ego, right? If I practice how to control the ego, knock it down, silence it, you know, shut it out. Allow it to be. Allow it to be. That's how you want it. You don't, you, you don't want to phrase it as control and knock it down because now you're getting into a fight with something that does not exist. Allow it to be. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm saying, hey, I know you're there, but you're going to be quiet for a minute. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to you because I have no choice, but I'm not going to do what you say. Yeah. I'm going to do what I feel, what I feel is the better thing to do. I'm going to take this experience. I'm going to take this journey. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask this girl out. Or, you know, in the case of like fitness... You know, everybody goes on some sort of yo-yo diet, you know, and the first two, three days are great because you're shedding all this water weight and you're falsely saying, hey, look, I'm good. And by the way, that's all good because it keeps you going in the right direction. Yeah, but then when you see that scale go up a hair for that first day, it's a great analogy. the ego jumps in and says, that's it. We're getting fat. That's it. This shit doesn't work. That's it. It's Have done. a cookie. We're I'm done. done. You know what? Screw the rest of the week. We'll start on Monday. <laughs> but, but, so that is a prime example because the ego, that's something the ego will, would, would love would loves to do. And it's, so the ego isn't around to hurt us. It's not. It's, its intent is to try to protect yeah, us. Yeah, I think the opposite, right? Yeah, but yeah. we don't realize that. Yeah. The, the ego's intent is to try to protect you, but it does it in a very warped way. The same way, and I make this comparison with, with OCD, um, people who experience obsessive-compulsive disorder... These thought patterns they get are to, in a weird way, protect you. Yeah, but I get it doesn't it. realize it. It's trying to protect you from a fire that isn't there. It's oh, seeing yeah. smoke, which is actually <laughs> water vapor, and it's screaming fire, fire, fire. But it's just water vapor. There's no actual fire there. And the ego does the same thing. When it feels threatened, I got to protect me. It thinks it's protecting Henry, but it's protecting it's this self, this false identity that it's created. Mm-hmm. The ego. I got to protect myself because if 
Henry doesn't believe. If I can't convince Henry that it, I, that that he believes in what I'm telling and what I'm saying and what I'm portraying, well, then Henry has no use for me, and and I'll start to burn up because he won't feed me anymore. If the ego doesn't get fed energy from either yourself or from engaging another person, it starts to slowly. It burns off because you're feeding. You're not feeding the wrong wolf. You ever hear that old that old saying? You know, make sure to f don't feed the wrong wolf, right? Because that's what you would do if you're around somebody who's a very egoic person, and that could be one way or the other. Right? Mm -hmm. Somebody who's very down on themselves, or very positive. Right. Once you hone that awareness and you kind of you found that place where you could watch what's going on in your mind, you'll see that in somebody immediately. Mm -hmm. I could be around somebody now. And within two minutes, I could feel their egos either trying to engage me in something. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I literally can, I'm, I, I've gotten to that point where I could feel, I, I actually feel an energy pulling. Mm -hmm. Like all of, a sudden my, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, my mind, my thought patterns start to change and become more egoic all of a sudden. Like when I'm around a certain That's person. Crazy, yeah? Other people, when I'm around them, I could feel the opposite. Where those thought patterns immediately start to go away so like if i'm around somebody who's more of a centered person who understands mindfulness and practices it and for instance when i'm with you my ego my egoic thought patterns don't engage automatically because you're not emitting any kind of energy that you're trying to engage me in something i'm but when i'm around somebody who is like that i could feel it immediately and like a defense mode starts to kick in now, if you're not aware, you're going to buy into that defense mode, and here we go. Let's have a conversation, right? And, and, and we start arguing and complaining and bitching yeah. and moaning about everything, as opposed to the other way, where if, you're, if you have that awareness, even if that person's emitting that energy, eventually theirs is going to start to quiet down because they, they're out, their plug is on to... Um, their, uh, their cord is nothing to plug into. You're not giving them an outlet to mm. grab energy from. You're not amplifying that for them. So even in them, it'll quiet down. And that I've noticed. When I'm, if I'm around even, it could be a, my, my wife or a friend or a parent, and they seem agitated, and I could feel it, and I kind of look at them, and I kind of give out, you know, the dog turns its head and looks at somebody like, <laughs> like hey, huh? yeah, something's <laughs> off, bro. I, I, could, I could feel it, and they're waiting for something. If I don't engage it, mm -hmm. it quiets down and disappears. Even in them, it disappears. Yeah, yeah. so you kind, of, um, you kind of help their ego quiet you be, down a you bit. You be a mirror for them. That's why I always say, you want to help somebody change? Don't tell them to change. Be a mirror for them. Be a reflection of what they are. Let them see themselves in you. Interesting. And, and, they'll, and they'll notice their behaviors you know, when you're not, when you're not um, reacting to them. And you're just saying, well, look, this is what you are. I'm not going to react to it, and they'll they'll have this realization that, hey, wow, this person's not this person's not reacting to this energy I'm putting out, and then all of a sudden, that separation kind of pops and happens, and they're like, whoa, why am I acting like this? And that's where it kind of starts, right? And with every every time you get you practice, whether it's meditation or just this awareness or any kind of mindfulness, like that space starts to grow, and the beauty of it all is once you realize it's there, you don't lose that. Now, whether you practice it yeah. to allow it to grow or not is a different story. But once you realize that you could, that you're not these thought patterns, that doesn't go away anymore. Like you don't lose that initial wow. I see it. Yeah. So I think <clears throat> it, you got to strengthen your muscle so that it's easier to do, and you do it better, and you do it. You know, mm -hmm. let's just say it's such a it's just an easier thing when your muscle is 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 let's say conditioned. Conditioned. Yep. And what you're saying is, once you learn that first muscle movement, it's that little bicep you get for the first 10 curls. You go, oh my God, look at this pump I got. So you're able to identify that. You mean, that's that beginner's, yeah. beginner's pump. So ever since, let's say, we've been talking and I've been, let's say, learning and practicing in my, in my own way, right? I'm able to pick up exactly what you just said on other people but of course i'm not fully in tune even with myself if you know what i'm saying like i'm not as far down the road as you are but i have enough to sense it and i can sense it in the other person and myself so like and that's the most important part is yourself when you start seeing uh oh i'm 
I'm in the middle of talking. And you're catching yourself? I'm in the middle of talking. And, and, went, I, yeah, and I'm great. catching myself and I'm saying, wow. <laughs> and you know what? Because it's, again, everybody. That awareness is there and it doesn't, it doesn't go away. It's just a matter, it's a matter of making and, it. And it's all in your own journey. There is no right or wrong, no, early or late. No, absolutely not. It's, you're, not you know, you're not doing anything. As a matter of fact, you're doing things right because you're able to see it. I think I'm happy that I was able to see it. So obviously, I wasn't able to, let's say, you know, I, I can't even think of the instance, but I, you know, something in business where I'm just talking, I'm reacting. And as I'm talking, I'm reacting, I'm like, wait, this, this is not me, this is him. Well, that's usually in, 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 the, in the beginnings of somebody when they're developing that mindfulness and they're practicing it and they're becoming more, they're becoming more aware that they're aware. Yeah. Right? So when you become aware that you're aware, um, in the beginning, you're usually catching yourself midstream. So this and is then, normal. yeah, sure it is. And then as, as, as you get further along the, the path or the journey, which way that this is a journey that has no end. There's, there's, no, there's no destination here. There's no, okay, you got it, you're there. It's a constant, like it's always a constant practice. But the more you go along that journey, the earlier on you start to you start to become aware that you're aware in a conversation or an interaction when we're alone it's easier for us to watch our thoughts and not engage them when we're with somebody else and this is where kind of family and relationships come come into play and sometimes if you're around really toxic people it could be harder in the beginning to kind of get a foot uh, a footing on this because they pull you constantly pull you and pull you and pull you in and they engage your ego so um but yeah, as, as you become aware that you're aware, you know, in time, you start catching yourself earlier and earlier and earlier. And then you get to the point where you're, you, you don't see it. You're aware so early of what's going on in your mind and other people around you and you can sense people's energy that you just start to be able to, before even a conversation starts, you know, just disconnect and be like, uh, you know, there's nothing... F- there's nothing for us to discuss here, so yeah. I have no answer because you're not looking for an answer. You might be looking for an argument. As right you now. said, I'm not giving you the outlet for you to plug in. Yeah, plug. yeah. I'm not gonna amp- I'm not gonna amplify what's happening in you right now. And your goal in that is, or I mean, your goal, I guess that's probably the best word to use, is you're trying to show that person. Mm-hmm. There's no you know, be like this, mm-hmm. not like that. You know. Be you know you want them to see the way you're reacting and not res- the way you're responding to something and not reacting to because it. Because what is the benefit? Uh, you know, like you know, like we have to take a hardcore example of, you know, again going back to the couple that talks about the other couple. Uh, do you really want to be that kind of couple? Like, is that what we do as a couple? We talk about other couples. Ego will make you believe so. Right? The ego's actually going to convince you. It's going to feel good to do it, isn't it? Is yeah. that gonna feel good right now to say that? It's like, it would, right? I, I, I just I think back, you know, easily. So me and my wife go out to dinner, and we're sitting at the table, and we look, we look over, and go, oh my god, they look like they don't go together, because look at she's like a ten, like a, you know, the guy must be rich. The guy, he's like a fat slob. Look at him, and you start to develop this crap, and you're talking some shit, and you're like, what's going on here? And that whole storyline is just to make yourself. Or to say your ego is talking to you. Say, let me tell you something about us. We're good. We're yeah, so no, perfect. That's, <laughs> and, and, that, and, and, and that and that is that's just the that's just the the ego finding ways to inject itself. And look, complaining and gossip are two of the biggest pitfalls. Yeah, biggest pitfalls of somebody who's trying to get on this uh, mindful mindfulness journey. Huge pitfalls because I, I've had instances with people in my family when I'm listening to their conversations. And, and, I, and I'll bring it up to them. I go, you know, I go, do we realize that for the last half hour you've all been talking and you've done nothing but complain about something? Yeah. I said, has, that, has any of our conversations had a benefit to resolving an issue? Not a problem. Problems are made in our mind. An issue is something that's happening. A problem is a story we make about an issue. I said, have we resolved any issues? No. So then what have we accomplished? You've just, we've just bantered back and forth yeah. about why things are horrible and why this is that. And it doesn't make anybody feel any better. Yeah. It's negative energy. And the only response I get is, well, what are we going to talk about? Ugh. I said, so we need to con- complain for the sake of conversing. Ugh. I'm like, that is, I mean. Vapid. Yeah. So that's, that, that's, that's, 
I said, that's so void. It's, it's unhealthy on, on every level. You're devoid of... People the, are scared of silence. Yeah. They're scared of this. Yeah. I got I to gotta put words in here. We got to say something. Did you see what Tommy said about, about Joan? I mean... What? I, what exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's like... <laughs> it's like, come on. I, I mean, but again, you, you kind of got to get there. So when people are doing that, maybe you try to bring it to their attention in a... And, and listen, and how you approach it's also important like I tried to explain that it's I'm not trying to talk negative about what you're doing I'm trying to show you hey listen you're all getting upset faces are turning red you're all bitching and moaning about things I go but have, have, have we resolved anything no. yeah that's the key. if we want to have a discussion about an issue like I'm not a big talker nowadays but if you want to have a discussion about an issue I'll sit here and discuss an issue with you try to come to a resolution mm -hmm. try to find out what the what the what you know where the pitfalls of this situation might be, but not from a point of view where I'm right and you're wrong. Yeah. Not from a point of view where it has to be my way, not your way, or their way, not their way. Like it's it's if you want to discuss even economics, we can have a discussion about economics, but not a discussion where economics then turns into parties and turns into left versus right and my way versus your way and their way. No, no, because now we're just aligning ourselves and identifying with this, and there's no chance that we're going to meet in the middle at this point. And that's where they complain, they complain, they bitch, they bitch, they moan, they moan, but the issue is never resolved. So you try to bring that kind of enlightenment to them, be like, you want to talk about something, we can, but if you're going to just start complaining about an issue, we're not resolving anything. So I choose silence over complaining. Yep. Unless I can have a beneficial... You know, and that's the reason point of view to something, and that's the reason we're here. It's the reason we're here is to improve upon our lives, improve our daily experience. Uh, you know, we want to have a pleasurable experience. We don't want to sit there and fester about gossipy and about how you know screwed up that was. And I mean. There's a part of us that instinctually wants to do it because that's the way we were programmed. And if you think about it, absolutely. If I think about my mother, John, I mean, she loved me to no end. Absolutely, that's what she did. She complained and she bitched and she gossiped. I think I think that's that's just a older mentality that that's what that's how they were. That's yeah, that's how course. they were. They were they were they were they were miserably happy for some reason. You know. They were happy being miserable. Up, there you go. They were happy being miserable. There you go. And I never understood that. I'm like, how can't? How about you just are? You don't have to be happy. You don't have to be miserable. You could just just be. Yeah, <laughs> just be. Just be. What a, what a yeah. what a novel concept. <laughs> what a novel concept. Yeah, so, no. Yeah, no. We've gone long. We've gone long today, but but this is great. Um, I if you ask me. Yeah. We scratch the surface. <laughs> yeah, listen. You could listen. I'll say this for, for the for the two people who might be listening to this. If you have any, if, if is there any topics that anybody wants to talk about uh, on the Facebook, we have the I have the page set up for Just Be. And if you're following it and you're hearing, if there's anything you'd like to or a question you'd like to ask that you maybe want addressed, I you know we'd be definitely open to that um, because as as we do this and as we speak, a lot of times questions are going to arise in you, and that's the point of this. The point is for, for you to, it's okay to question in your mind and question the things that we're saying um, because we're not trying to tell you this is how it has to be. We're just trying to show you this is what is and this is how the mind tends to work. And then we allow you to kind of make your own interpretations on things. But if you have any questions that arise, by all means, you know, post them. Yeah. Or if you, you want to text us directly, that's fine too. Yep. Um, and we'd be more than happy to kind of speak to them. Yeah. You know, and, and, if and they pertain to what we're doing. Yeah, John. And just as a, as a quick wrap up, again, thank you for the, the messages. Thank you for the shares. Um, thank you. It just means we're reaching, we're reaching somebody. And, you know, there's a few people that reached out to us that I've never spoken much to or deeply to yeah no and yet something there's resonated something in, there yeah, something resonated in them to say hey great job like there's I, something there. i i the couple people post you know uh reached out to us who i i've been posting things on instagram under accept this moment for six years now i've been on facebook for probably a better part of two years under my name and i created a group called accept this moment also uh, on facebook and i post a lot of 
try to post daily stuff, and they're mostly quotes and stuff like that, or an excerpt from the from my book that I that, that um, that's going to be coming out soon. And uh, you know, people will like it. Maybe you get a comment here or there. But I think when people hear us speak about it, more questions arise because, like you said, people reached out who, you know, saying, "Hey, that's great. You know, that you put yourselves out there. This is a big, you know, big topic where people just don't want to talk about." So it's nice to see that they're hearing it and it's kind of resonating with them on maybe a level where a post and a word, you know, a bunch of words on a post where they're great, don't. They really did, a message isn't brought across with them. I think if you're already there, those messages make more sense. But if you're not, if you haven't experienced this or, or looked at life with this different perspective, I think a lot of those posts sometimes are just words and they sound all nice. Yeah, yeah. But they don't resonate. But I'm happy that this yeah. kind of banter happens. Yeah. And deep down, uh, the thing that has me, you know, <laughs> concerned is, yet while it has me concerned, it has evolved into what we're doing, which is, as you know, I'm going to use the word that you use, transcending. It's like, for me, modern life is very chaotic. It's very confusing. It's very debilitating. It's very engaging. Yeah, I mean... It, Modern life engages the mind constantly, so it keeps you in this next, 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 And next. I think this, this practice is what's going to help us get through the moment, but also transcend the moment. And really, it amidst what you thought before you learned this was chaos, we're actually able to enjoy what we're experiencing. Because when our moment arrives, you know, to harken back to the other uh, episode, you're done. You know, lights are off. And while I'm here, I want to be the best version, the best, uh, let's say, ambassador for goodness. And as much, let's say, good vibes and good stuff that I can, you know, give others so that they can give it back to me. And uh, I'll just, I'll stop right now and just say that quote where, you know, uh, a good deed has ripples, ripple effects that last for infinity, right? Yeah, so sure. basically, you know, that feeling and that phrase is what I'm trying to do so that it may not reach the end of the world, but if we can affect the people our around circles... Us. Yeah, and, and and I think that's what we're, that that's the whole point of this, and you know, like it, it's um, like pay it forward, right? Was yeah. that, there was a movie called Once Pay It Forward, and I think it's about you know that's what you're trying to say is if you know your good deeds could enlighten the next person, yeah, and that per so that's kind of what so spiritual teachers kind of say there's there's people who are teachers and then there's people who are holders of presence, right? I I honestly see myself falling into this holder of presence more than a teacher thing. Holders of presence are people who hold these, this presence within them and act as a reflection for other people around them. While not trying to inherently just like teach them directly, um, but be like, hey, everybody around me, I'm gonna try to be that example that they, without me telling them how to live their lives, mm -hmm. they see there's something different in this one person and how they're acting and how they, how they respond to things and how they digest what's going around and maybe makes them curious to ask a question to that person. Be like, hey, this thing that you've done, you've changed, what is it with you? And that question, you know, is now an awareness in them which has been ignited. You've ignited, you've lit the candle for them. That's great. Now it's on them to, to, uh, to nourish that candle and let it burn. And how, yeah. how rewarding is it when you see them continuing oh. as opposed to, all right, ego steps in and says, what are you, what are you? Amazing. Right? It's an amazing feeling. It's a, it's a, and, and, and not amazing feeling, like, look what I have done. There's a joy when the people around you, you see and you feel that their karmic energy is at a different level than it was before. Yeah. You know, it, that's, that's great. It's, it's great. It's great. And, that, and that's the whole point of this. It's just to make, it's, if you could show people how to find pure peace and bliss no matter what's going on in their lives. Yeah. Um, I hope it's I hope it's reaching the people that are listening. I if, hope it's reaching. If, I it, hope if it hasn't, hopefully it's it's igniting, it's igniting a spark in them to be curious. Yeah. And that curiosity, that's how it started for me. For yeah. me, it started out with curiosity, and from that curiosity, it became a willingness to want to go through things that weren't easy in the beginning, were difficult, but 
you know, that I, I, I had this feeling that on the other end there was something greater than what was going on in my mind. But it's got to be nurtured. It's got, it's, so this has got like a good diet or a workout program or honing a, a sports skill. It's got to be a process and you have to be willing to do the work. Whether it's meditating daily for a minute, whether it's meditating daily for 20 minutes, whether it's being mindful when you're doing daily tasks, um, whether it's not reacting to somebody who triggers you all the time, hearing them, see that reaction happen in you, right? You don't suppress it. Allow it. Allow that, that, that urge to come up that you want, that you feel like you're going to scream at this person, but choose not to. Choose to allow it to pass. Now, you're not holding it down, right? Repressing is different than, repressing a feeling is different than allowing it. I mean, you, I, I, want, I tell people, you're allowed to truly feel angry. You can, but it's my choice to be angry. Yeah. I could choose to feel sad, but it's my choice to be sad. I could choose to feel happy, but it's my choice to be happy. Right? I feel every emotion. I feel anxiety. I feel fear. I feel everything. I just choose, do I want to engage it or not? And when you don't engage it, it tends to, especially the more you do it, comes in and out a lot quicker. Or it doesn't feel as real anymore. It just feels like, hey, I could feel this, but I'm here. And all of a sudden, you're not, you're, it hasn't grasped you. It hasn't dug its claws into you. So, no. yeah, I don't want to go too long because we could, it'll be an hour and a half if yeah. we keep talking. <laughs> well, thanks again, guys. Um, I hope, uh, I hope, I hope you're really enjoying this because I know we Because we are. Yeah. <laughs> we enjoy this. We so enjoy much. this. You know, I, I can't tell you how much, how much joy I get. That's right. I use joy. How much joy I get from from doing this! It's it's a pleasurable pleasurable moment in my in my week, and uh, thank you thank you again, John. Thank you for again yep. having me, and you know, no and uh, I look forward to the next one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and that'll be episode three. So um, let's close out today with another quiet minute. Um, we'll go silent here, and then I'll just jump in at the end and uh, sign us off. But just couple deep breaths everybody open eyes close eyes however you want to do it sitting up standing up there's no right way there's no wrong way um just being here is uh, an accomplishment in and of itself so Very good. All right, guys, we will catch you next time. Uh, I'm John Emilio. And I'm Henry Beltra. All right. Have a great week. We'll uh, talk to you guys soon. Take Thank care. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye.